following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino casino.com and download that eagle access app tuesdays on the huge radio network are presented by the incredible soaring eagle casino and resort in mount pleasant michigan are you ready for huge opinions on the lions tigers wings pistons michigan msu and every sports team in the state of michigan It's time for The Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, The Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, The Huge One, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes. He is our executive producer. He's a good man. We've got a big show in front of us. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. He'll be in studio with me, Liz in West Michigan. We'll talk about the end of Miguel Cabrera's career in Detroit. And where does he rank on the all-time Tiger list? That will be our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day. Now, you can answer at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across the state. It's top five of mine. I'll give you my top five later with Vandy. He also told me something that we're going to talk about the ugly goat in the room. I don't know what that means, but we'll find out later with Vanderwall. He's not weird. He's eccentric. People ask me, what's it like playing golf, hanging around Johnny Vanderwall? I go, it makes me look sane. On a serious note, David Gregory, he's an attorney, also an NFL PA certified sports agent. He'll join us in studio. We'll talk about the Mel Tucker situation. Mel fired off a response in that seven-day window that Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller inquired about. The seven-day window is ending So when will the official termination happen? And again, when you're going back and forth here, and are are you setting up for a settlement? Because a lot of people are saying, well, Mel's going to get paid. Others are saying, no way. State's going to dig in. I thought, you know what? We'll bring a lawyer. An NFL PA certified sports agent from Bull Rush Sports, David Gregory, will join us. A lot of people know him because he played at Northern Michigan University football out of Sutton's Bay. 
He used to swim the Grand Traverse Bay every morning before school. He's a man. So Gregory will be in studio. Some things that are trending at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network tweeted out, Lions coach Dan Campbell said he's starting to feel pretty good about running back David Montgomery and left tackle Taylor Decker returning to play Thursday night against the Packers. I love that. Huge news. Also, Pro Football Talks, power rankings. After week three, going into week four. Niners, Dolphins, I agree with that. Eagles, they got the W last night. Chiefs look really good against the Bears. Cowboys at five, not sure about that after they got trucked by the Cardinals. Bill six look really good hammering Washington. Seahawks seven, got to give them some love. Lions at eight, Steelers nine, Ravens ten. Browns, Packers at 12, Falcons, Colts, Bucks, Commanders, Saints, Jags, Bengals, Chargers, Cardinals, Texans, Patriots, Rams, Titans, Giants, Jets, Vikings, Raiders, Panthers, Broncos, and the Bears. Dead last. Denver gave up 70, and the Bears are still dead last in the pro football talk. Week 4 NFL Power Poll. Even after the Broncos gave up 70 to the Finns. Wow. Lions at number eight. Which if you look at the NFC teams, that would put the Lions at number four. Or scratch at number five, including the Niners. Number five in the NFC. I said going in, they were top five in the NFC. 1-866-838-4843. You want to join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. So some of the things uh, that are trending right now. Mercantile Bank, by the way, with locations all across the state. Let's go to Connie and Flint, one of our huge audience members. Thanks for the wait. And you're on this broadcast across Michigan. Hello, Mr. Hughes. How you doing? Well, I'm about... This is the first time call. Great. I want to hear some women calling in here. What's the matter with these sports-minded women? Why do you want to hear some women? Because they, they're, some of them are good sports people. They are, how, how old are you, Connie? 79. 79 years old. So you like to hear those little female voices on the radio, don't you? No, I just like to hear women get interested in sports. Really? You're I, I love hockey. You love hockey? You big Wings fan? Yes. Who's your favorite wing? Shanahan. Shanahan. Is you, and is your wife around, Connie? My wife? Yeah. You're, I am a female. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Your, your man there did the same thing. <laughs> I'll be damned. Lost my identity. <laughs> I hope you choke to death, huge. 
I'm sorry, Connie. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Marty. Not a lesbian either. <laughs> You're not a lesbian. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you got your laugh for the day, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> now you got me doing it. Mother, did you? Did you, Mother? Mother, did you not? Oh, oh God, Connie. Oh, oh. That's the best laugh you've had all day. Is a, that's the best laugh I've had in a while, girl. <laughs> I, I got cursed with this low voice. You, I, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, oh, don't be. Everybody does it. Everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. And you got to tell everybody you're not a lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they ask me where my wife is. <laughs> You know, laughing is good for you. Oh, I know, Connie. I know that. Well, I'm getting a good dose, good dose, good dose of healing right now. I'll have to call you more often. Yeah, well, you do that, Connie. You stay in touch, okay? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Flint Generals, too. All right, well, great. Uh, And when Chris Bird fights Tyson, I hope he just beats his butt. All right, Connie. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Mr. Huge. See you, Mrs. Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Mallor, did you did you did you ask the same thing? I called her sir. <laughs> uh, man, I can't pay. I can't pay for some of these callers. <laughs> oh man, the show is so unpredictable. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business 
without sourcing your payroll and other business needs. That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It's a Tuesday presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today. In a moment, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. He'll join us. We'll get the latest on the Mel Tucker situation. Tom Izzo started basketball practice. What about that Iowa game on Saturday night? We'll hear from Comp and Couch. Comp from SmartMeg.com. Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal opinion maker. Later in this show, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. I will check in his thoughts on the end of Miguel's career in Detroit and also the Tigers' new GM and what the Tigers will look like next year. Vandy in studio. Also, David Gregory. He's a sports agent with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. He's a lawyer. What about this Mel situation? How will it pan out? I think Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Comp? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, are you hearing anything on when the official word will come down on the termination of Mel Tucker? No, I haven't heard anything. You know, um, Michigan State gave its notice seven days ago that it intended to fire him within seven days, challenging Tucker and his people to give reasons why he shouldn't be fired. That was in accordance to his contract. In order to terminate him, you had to give him seven days' notice. So the seven days' notice came seven days ago. I'm expecting it today, you know, at some point by the end of the business day, which is the next hour and a half, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and and he gave his response, which really didn't carry a lot of factual uh, evidence, more just an opinion, called it flimsy, uh, through his attorney. That 
uh, was released last night around uh, 6 p.m. So uh, beyond waiting for the official termination of Mel Tucker, you have Michigan State uh, getting ready for Iowa. We'll talk about that in a moment. But also I saw your story on Tom Izzo. Uh, he has loader roster. I think he's right there with Kansas as one of my preseason picks to win it, even though I saw a Big Ten poll that had them at preseason number three in the Big Ten. Uh, what's the vibe you're getting on Izzo in this 2023-2024 Spartan basketball team? At SpartanMag.com yesterday, a lot of stories stemming from Izzo's press briefing prior to practice, and then I watched the entire practice yesterday, watched Michigan State's incoming freshman. There was some pretty uh, competitive scrimmaging going on, and this is a deep team that goes 10-11 deep, and there are players competing for playing time right now against one another, so it was interesting basketball yesterday. I agree with you that Michigan State is one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. Purdue has everybody back. They won the Big Ten. They were number one seed last year. That's the tournament, of course, lost in the first round. Michigan State's an old team by college basketball standards. You know, Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogarth, these guys are seniors. You know, Malik Hall's still around, probably starting at the four this year. And, uh, you know, Cohen Carr coming in as a freshman, high-flying, high-horsepower guy. It's going to be an entertaining team, an entertaining season, but they are not yet a complete team. We will be watching that as, as, that, uh, as the team develops through the course of the season. Not complete, in my estimation, until and unless they get a stretch four, a power forward, to provide what Joey Hauser provided last year, range shooting from three-point land. They need that. They'll look to, to Malik Hall to provide that, and he has a lot of work to do to get to that level. And that's something we will watch throughout the season, and we will talk about all the way in February, Bill. We'll be talking about that position and what it means all season. Awesome. I think you talked about uh, this team having, you know, Mateen Cleaves-like players, a good chemistry early. I, I just have a good vibe. I kind of can always read Tom when I talk to him on and off air on where he's at going into a season, and he seems uh, really comfortable with this crew. Uh, how comfortable should the Michigan State fan be about that football game against Iowa Saturday night? Might be ugly. Um, judging by Iowa's offense and Michigan State's propensity to throw interceptions, I um, half-jokingly suggest that maybe Michigan State should punt on second down in this game. Just get, just get rid of the ball, give it back to Iowa, 45 yards downfield rather than throwing interceptions. I'm joking, of course, but, you know, Michigan State did a few things pretty well against Maryland. Just the turnovers tore the tablecloth out of the whole situation. Defense was pretty good against a good Maryland offense. You know, Maryland came into that game ranked number one in the Big Ten in total offense, 480 yards per game. Tagovailoa is a good, explosive quarterback. Michigan State contained him, did a pretty good job. Michigan State got the ground game going a little bit, not on fourth and one of the one-yard line, but the ground game looked okay. But two interceptions, another one by Hauser, that's three interceptions, two fumbles. The one by Nate Carter, Nate Carter's a pretty good running back. He fumbles you know, deep in Michigan State territory right after Maryland took that 14-0 lead. And that, that thing just became a house of cards. But like I said, interestingly, there's a lot of units on that football team that come out of that game looking at the film saying, we are not bad, we're better than that score, we can't wait to get on the field to prove it again. 
problem is you're going to Iowa, good defense, night game. Night games are always a problem there. I think Michigan State's going to compete. They're going to hit hard. They're going to play well. But getting a victory is going to be difficult. And then keeping this team together as the losses mount will then be the next problem for Harlan Barnett, acting head coach at Michigan State. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line. Before I let you go, are you hearing anything about any red shirts? Uh, Not yet. Uh, players from Michigan State that now, after that four-game mark, just want to take a red shirt year. Not yet. That's a fair question. You know, there's 10 or 11 players on this roster who are, uh, you know, some of whom are on, in the playing group that have not yet redshirted in their careers. So if they wanted to shut it down right now, enter the portal, preserve redshirt status, that's going to be something on the table for a handful of players. You may remember back in 2019, Connor Hayward did that during Mark D'Antonio's final year at Michigan State. You know, Hayward had gotten shuffled back to be a third-string tailback. He was uh, you know, a little dis- displeased by that. Entered the portal, shut down his season after four games, didn't play, and then that winter went into the portal, maybe didn't get a lot of takers at that time. That was before NIL, so not a lot of takers. Mel Tucker's hired in February of 2020. Hayward came back to the team, stayed in school, stayed okay academically, and, uh, and you know ended up being a big part of Michigan State's team in 2020 and 2021. It's happened before, so uh, but you're right. Now is the time, four games in, if there's any, any players that want to do the Connor Hayward, uh, the Connor Hayward trek, that door is going to be open really here the next few days. You know, once Tucker is officially fired, then players can enter the portal for, they've got a 30-day period to enter the portal, which allows them to receive uh, communication from coaching staffs officially and legally. So that door's going to open up too. Tom, appreciate the update. Uh, We'll check in with you if we hear about the termination of Mel Tucker. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. Uh, We'll hear from him momentarily. Uh, We do have our McDonald's of Michigan, which, by the way, uh, your best burger on their board, Superfly Wind Dry, the Big Mac, it's saucier, juicier, tastier. Really, it really is awesome. Uh, you can find your best burger on the board at your local McDonald's in Michigan. The question is, with John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer, coming in studio, where does Miguel Cabrera rank on your all-time Tiger list? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch and the Rube podcast that you can find wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, Graham. Good to be here. All right, when this all settles down with Mel Tucker, when the termination is final, when the transfer portal 30-day period is up, when the red shirts are awarded, if any, uh, when the new head coach is selected, how do you think all this will shake out for MSU football? You know, gut. it's a really hard thing to predict because, you know, I mean, you look at the roster and there are a number of guys, I count 10 
who like would have to make a decision this week if they wanted to preserve a redshirt year, who have a redshirt year to preserve, but have already played four games um, and are at different points in their career. You have uh, a transfer portal that's going to open up to a lot of guys, and you know they're, they're going to have decisions to make. And you know it, it's some of them are tied to the Midwest, some of them are from Michigan which maybe makes it more likely they stick around. A lot of guys from Georgia and out west and places where the only tie to East Lansing is really their happiness. And so you start to figure out who really wants to be around. And then from a university standpoint, uh, you know, the, the less messy this is, and I don't know that it's going to be that way, but the quicker you can you know, have the Mel Tucker situation go away and then get to just hiring your new coach – uh, ahead of hiring a president, which is not um, inconsequential here. I mean, there will be coaches perhaps who won't take the job because they don't have a president in place. And um, so th- th- there's a lot that's unknown. Uh, the best case scenario for Michigan State is they're able to keep a number of the guys in the 2022 and 2023 recruiting classes in the fold uh, that the um, – the Tucker situation is resolved by beginning of November and that however that looks and that they've got a new coach in place that they're happy with by early December. And then they bring in a new president probably shortly after that. And everything looks a little okay. And that's, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, that is, that's a good point. I, I kind of agree with you on best case. You, you have to look best case right now because it could be really ugly and, and you're a Spartan fan. You got to, you know, stay on the side of hope, and even Izzo, while he's getting ready for what should be a a deep NCAA tournament run, Big Ten champion, even national champion type team if they gel uh, with the new guys. Even Izzo said, you know, almost a message to the football team and the fans, we're going to get through this. He said that yesterday in so many words. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and he's been through things before that, you know, they've had to get through. And the, the thing that Izzo knows uh, is that how important football is to the psyche of that place and having healthy football. And you can have a hockey program that people are suddenly excited about. You can have a basketball season that serves as a heck of a distraction and is highly anticipated. You can have a lot of other things that people are, are, are good with. But if football isn't right, you know, you're, you're not – you're just not there, and and they need to. He knows how important it is they get that, and and it's, uh, I'll, this next hire is just so consequential because if you get it right, you know it. You know, yes, there's going to be repercussions from this. This delays any build. Certainly, you would think by a year or two, but if you get the next hire right and you keep some of these young players around who look pretty promising, um, then it doesn't have to be. Uh, so bad. You know, and I think the realistic side of this at Michigan State, everyone connected to it needs to put down their green and white glasses that there are not going to be quality coaches lining up to take that job. Uh, the dollar figure has been set what they're willing to pay. They had to settle on Mel Tucker uh, when they had the quick announcement from Mark D'Antonio. This will be a little bit longer out. You still have seasons in progress, so you're not going to get any movement unless it's somebody on uh, the sidelines until, you know, mid-December at the earliest. I I just look at a guy like Chris Creighton at Eastern. I know it won't be big enough for 
most Michigan State fans, but find somebody who's going to come there, hold everybody accountable, uh, will do it the right way, and and let and let's see what they build. I, I think that's the most important hire in my book. Yeah, I mean, they've got to decide what they want to be before they decide who they want to hire. Oh, good point. And I like that. That's that's a really um, because you, you you know I think that was part of the issue with 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 the Mel Tucker era. And which still we we have no idea how it would have played out ultimately, but um, is you know when you think about some of the comments he made about name image and likeness and and the, the type of financial commitment from donors and fans to ultimately compete where he thought people wanted to be, you know that that's if Michigan State does indeed want to be that, then that needs to be an understanding uh, from from fans and donors that it's going to take a level of, if you want to go play, and I just don't think that's who Michigan State is. And I think they need to start to to realize that. It doesn't mean you can't compete for playoff berths and every few years have a team that, that's special. And it doesn't mean you, but you got to figure out how to do it your way, what's best for your school, and then get somebody who understands the institution and uh, or can come to understand it and fits it pretty quickly. Well, let's move on uh, from... Uh, where they're at right now off the field, on the field. How does this season play out? I talked about this yesterday, Graham, that Nebraska at home at Indiana, in my mind, their only chances to win games and the way they've played, I, I, I won't put them as a favorite in either one. It's, it's hard to say um, because a lot of their issues against Maryland were, were issues of, of sort of discipline, which – is the distractions now aren't likely to go anywhere. Um, but the defense, I thought, played a really good second half, and they didn't they didn't quit, so there's that. And some of the Big Ten that's ahead of them are pretty horrible. I mean, I, I watched Indiana finish against Akron. I may have had a little bit of money on that game, and that may be the reason I was paying attention. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, you cannot – I mean, I, I, would, I would put you and I at quarterback, and I'd favor us against Indiana. That is an abysmal offense. And I, I, um, I, so they're going to have a real chance in that game late in the year. Indiana will be about to fire Tom Allen by that point. There's no way he survives. They'll be in a weird spot. Nebraska is in a first year rebuild. They don't really have a quarterback. Um, you know, Rutgers is, I think, an improved program, but doesn't have an offense that's going to run away from you. Uh, Iowa just got 76 yards of offense in a whole freaking game. So, like, there, there, it's. There are weeks where they should be in it, and the question is: Are they disciplined enough? Will they be focused enough? Will they have the guys to, to, to sort of finish those opportunities? Um, I certainly don't think they're going to go winless the rest of the way. But uh, Minnesota just blew a huge lead to Northwestern on the road. I mean, there are a lot of not very good teams <laughs> left on the slate. I mean, to go along with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, which are probably not going to go well. So. Um, it doesn't have to be a bloodbath the rest of the way if they can keep enough guys focused and keep enough guys in the fold. Graham Couch, Pinion Maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host Couch in the Rube podcast, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee uh, guest line. Back to Izzo and this team. Going in with the collection of talent, and I know there's the unknown with the newcomers, but knowing Izzo... Knowing what talent he has on his roster, where would you rank this squad going into other Izzo coach teams? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's up there in terms of talent. Um, you know, uh, 2017-18 was an extremely talented team that, that I never thought quite maximized who it was. It, it's in that realm, potentially, uh, 2013-14. Um, what's so interesting about this team and, and different than a lot that, that, he, that he's had is that you have this mix of, of veterans but also a recruiting class that rivals his best. It's just it's a you know it's a, a needle he's threaded that I it's very difficult to do and it, and maybe rare in this day and age that it ever happens again even for him it's so it has a chance to be when you just look at it a really um, deep and intriguing roster what their actual ceiling is because you can only play five guys and like they look they have a lot more compelling options at center than a year ago. But we still don't know for sure if they have a center who can hold up in the biggest games against the worst matchups. Um, you know, but I, I think their backcourt is going to be really good. Um, I think you're going to see some of these freshmen raise their ceiling a little bit and push those guys. And uh, I, I think it has a chance to be um, a team. It, it, it certainly should be a team that's in the top ten all year and competing for a Final Four. Graham, always good to talk with you, my man. A lot of storylines. Uh, happening right now and he's fans in any timeline you're hearing from anybody uh, at MSU or behind closed doors on when this termination notice will become official towards Mel Tucker and ending his I, career at MSU I think tomorrow morning uh, would be my guess at this point or tomorrow at some point um, would, would, would be my guess I thought it might be today but it looks like it'll be probably be tomorrow alright Graham appreciate the update my man Anytime. Take care. All right, Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, also opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. Later in the show, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. He calls West Michigan home. We'll talk about the end of Miguel Cabrera's run in Detroit and in Major League Baseball. What about the new Tigers GM? Could the Tigers win the AL Central next year? Vanderwall in studio later. Off of Andy on the hot mic, and he's going to address the ugly goat in the room. Our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day that you can answer. Where do you rank Miguel Cabrera with your greatest Tigers of all time? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual trips. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. 
This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. I would like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm. All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left-to-right break, just outside the cup. A touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I put now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt Blue Light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt Blue Light. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today. Superfly is our executive producer. He's calm, cool, under fire. What a guy. Here's what's trending at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, I talked about the huge news earlier. Lions coach Dan Campbell, according to Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, said he, quote, or said he's, quote, starting to feel pretty good about running back David Montgomery and left tackle Taylor Decker playing Thursday night against the Packers. Can I get an amen from the congregation? I love it. Speaking of loving things, NFL Pro Football Talk power rankings going into week four. Niners, Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills, Seahawks, Lions at number eight. Packers, who they're playing Thursday night at Lambeau at number 12. Bears, even with the Broncos, giving up 70 points. The Bears are still at the bottom at number 32 after Denver allowed Tua and Tyreek 
a 7-0 call. Lions at number eight, fifth best in the NFC. They take care of business against the Packers, and they open up the year with road wins at Kansas City and Green Bay to start the season, even with the Seattle loss. Life is good, huh? I think they're going to take care of business. Man, how'd the Packers come back from 17-0 down in the fourth quarter? Come on. Also from the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas and former Big Ten Lyman Doug Skeen. He said stop rotating tackles on the O-line. I also want to give a shout out to my son Ace. Getting his name added to another high school football recruiting website. A. Simonson, 6'2", 272, interior lineman, added to on3.com elite. That's pretty cool, isn't it? If you ever get a chance, come watch Grand Abbott's Forest Hills Eastern play this year or next year. He's fun to watch. It's kind of crazy. I don't know where he got that from. He's just a badass. As Tony Anise from Ferris told me after watching some of his highlights, he just used the word badass. Sparky McEwen from Davenport University said, tell Ace to never stop being nasty. Are we talking about a WWE wrestler or my son, a defensive and offensive lineman for Coach Swander and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern and that O-line that piled up nearly 300 yards on a top five team in Division Four in Grand Rapids South Christian. We still lost. Great game two weeks ago. And then we held on to beat a tough Kennewa Hills team. Those kids were in the trenches battling. I love high school football. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us in studio tomorrow from 4 until 6. And we'll talk some high school football and the latest headlines from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. But my son Ace, the nine months of the offseason and the hard work he put in at Power Strength and with his team, because it's not just about Ace. You're not a great player without great players around you. And that O-line, they are in beast mode. Nowicki, Serba, Mulcahy who's one of the better high school wrestlers in the state. And Caden Hines at 6'3", 285. Man, across the board, Superfly. Forest Hills Eastern big boys up front. Caden Hines at 6'3", 285. Braden Mulcahy, 6'2", 240 at the left guard. Nathaniel Nowicki, 5'11", about 255 at center. Big A. Simonson at 6'2", 272 at right guard. And the Serb, 6'4", about 240 at right tackle. Taking on Waylon homecoming Friday night. Told the school, give me a microphone, let me rap before the game. They turned down my request. 
And I said, watch the movie 13 Mile. And they meant, or they said to me, you mean 18 or 8 Mile? I said, no, 18 Mile is about people from Kent City. 13 Mile is about people from Sparta. 8 Mile is about Eminem in the Motor City. You got to watch my life story, 13 Mile, when I was a young rapper. And nobody was rapping in the late 70s at Sparta High, but I was. I was Vanilla Ice before Vanilla was even cool. Naturally, my rap career didn't take off, but guess what? 32 years doing a sports radio show. God is good and life is good. Now, if you miss any of our podcasts, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer on a Tuesday broadcast. In a moment, David Gregory, he's a lawyer, certified NFL PA player agent, part of Bull Rush Sports, a West Michigan-based sports representation group. They target coaches and players all across Michigan. He's been our legal and agent insider when it comes to this Mel Tucker situation. So the date is here on the seven days when they're going to terminate his contract. We're nearing the end of the day. I just checked before we went back live. Nothing new has happened. We'll go through Mel Tucker's attorney's rebuff. Back at MSU's letter of intent to fire Tucker. There's a lot of stuff out there about mental health and flimsy was a word used in that letter and then the question is where does Michigan State go off the field from here on the field you still got the transfer portal a large number of possible red shirts and what coach is going to want to walk into this when you don't have a sitting president just an interim president you got an AD under fire for not suspending Tucker earlier. How do you dig out of this? As I mentioned yesterday, this isn't the NCAA death penalty, but this is almost a self-imposed five-year window. And by the way, the Pac-12 is coming. 
I saw CBSSports.com, number one conference in college football in America right now, the Pac-12. And we're getting their four best teams. You can make an argument with Utah, but four top teams. USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. Whoever decided not to get a TV deal done with the Pac-12, that commissioner, whatever group of presidents or ADs, whoever was in boardrooms with the Pac-12 that basically just sealed their own demise. And you look at... You look at the teams right now, tell me this wouldn't be a bargaining play for a big TV deal. And the Big Ten's going to get them. And you're Michigan State, and I know everybody has the article on the wish list, and all these coaches are going to line up because they want to come to Michigan State. Nobody lined up last time. They had to settle on a coach who wasn't even 500 at Colorado. And Mel Tucker, and here we are. David Gregory, like I said, a lawyer. Also a certified NFL PA agent, part of Bull Rush Sports Management, a West Michigan-based representation firm. So off of what you and we talked about with the letter of intent to fire a week ago, today is a day when unless there's a, a deal or a sudden turn of events, Mel Tucker today is officially done or do they have to exercise any paperwork? Is there a formal termination letter? How will that work here at the end for Tucker? Well, Alan Haller's letter of a week ago said the termination will take effect on September 26th today unless Mel Tucker presents sufficient reason or that he should not be fired. So presumably by the close of business today, it's probably already taken effect. Uh, it's possible that they could reach some kind of financial settlement between Tucker and the university. It's possible. Uh, I think it's unlikely to come together this quickly. Uh, my guess is because they wrote a <clears throat> notice that was very public uh, of termination, then Tucker's lawyers responded and Tucker responded personally that they're now uh, preparing their rebuttal uh, to be issued because everything's gone public in this dispute so far. Well, everything's rebuttals. It's this letter. Yes. It's Tracy's uh, letter that, or through attorneys, and then Tucker's, and then back and forth, and then it's Haller's letter of intent to fire, and then you know Tucker's attorneys claim Michigan State quote falls far short of the mark in intent to fire the football coach. You're a lawyer. You're also an agent. You can kind of play hypothetically speaking both sides of this in reading. The letter from Mel Tucker's attorney sent back to Michigan State within that seven-day period. Did you find that MSU falls far short of the mark in its intent to fire their football coach? Let me put it this way: I'd rather be I'd rather be Michigan State than Mel Tucker in this on the legal case. side. Of on things. the legal side, I would rather be Michigan State. Uh, just given the moral turpitude clause and the public embarrassment, ridicule, and content clauses of his contract and that he did admit to certain behaviors that at least very arguably meet those standards under the contract. Uh, I think they have very solid grounds to do what they're doing. I think he has less solid grounds. I mean, it was a pretty good letter from Tucker's attorneys, but I mean, they're only doing what they can do. They don't have a great case. Uh, They're kind of making almost more of a PR case, I think, to some extent than a legal case. 
I was also wondering after reading Tucker's attorney's response in the letter, the original letter of intent to fire Tucker from Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller, maybe there won't even be an announcement. He already said uh, that, you know, by the 26th that Tucker will be removed, that they'll just move on and it will be uh, a search for a new coach. Do they publicly have to say he's been terminated? In terms of ending his contract, if they gave him the notice of letter of intent to fire, do they have to then follow up with a public, you've been fired? Or privately deliver it certified mail, however they do it on the legal side? As a practical matter, I don't think they... As a legal matter, I don't know that they have to, given the terms of the letters and the contract. As a practical matter, I'm sure they will make some kind of announcement. Yes, we gave him through the 26. Yes, we carefully considered his response. Here is our rebuttal. We believe he has not shown cause why he shouldn't be fired. Determination has taken effect. I'm guessing either at the close of business today or sometime tomorrow they'll make a formal public announcement. Because the 25-page rebuttal to Alan Haller's letter of intent to fire from his attorneys, uh, he feels he shouldn't be fired for cause. They now have to spend the day with their lawyers reviewing what was said, how does it match up with what they have, and make sure they got everything uh on the same path before they announce the formal firing. Agreed. I mean, they said, you have seven days to show cause why this shouldn't take effect. He put forth his arguments. They are going to have to rebut those. And that's going to take a little while. And they didn't, the letter was dated the 25th just yesterday. So I think they're probably spending the day rebutting it and huddling with the lawyers. And basically... If he is indeed fired for cause, Michigan State doesn't have to pay the $79 million remaining on one of the dumbest contracts in sports history. That's correct. If he's hired for cause, they have no obligations to him, but that will be the subject of a lawsuit that I'm sure is being prepared as we speak. Because and, and where you've been really good, and David Gregory, he's an attorney, also an NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, they're a management firm based uh, in West Michigan. David played at NMU. If you're on the other side, so you just said, okay, if I'm looking at these letters, I, I favor the side of Michigan State from a legal perspective. Does Mel Tucker have a case from everything you've read that's been out there uh, since that USA Today story broke? Does he have a case for a lawsuit, whether it's discrimination, whether... Uh, he claims the Family Leave Act or whatever, Medical Leave Act. Uh, there's a lot. He's, he's brought up race into this. And again, I'm just going through some of these responses to everything. Does Mel Tucker have a case to sue or enough for a case to sue Michigan State, which may not force them, but have state say, hey, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to pay the $79 million, but here's $15 million, we're done. Well, he won't get laughed out of court. I mean, that's for sure, because... The gist of his response is, this isn't covered by the contract or by the the domestic and relationship violence his, policy. His private stuff with, he, with Tracy. He said, right? this is private. It was off the clock. It was consensual. And if you're going to go looking into every employee's private lives, you're going to find stuff, I guess, if that's what you want to do. And hey, the investigator did deem in the report that there was some level of personal relationship 
going on between the two, at least by phone. But she was a vendor, like you mentioned in your first appearance in studio. But what he's, his rebuttal to that is, okay, she was a vendor once. Uh, she never really came back again. And this relationship uh, took place over time after this one-time event where she spoke to the team. It's not a terrible argument, and he's got a colorable claim, as we like to say, legally. And I think MSU would probably be best served to ultimately try to reach a settlement. Right. And, and in terms of a settlement and a deal, they they could be doing that right now, hypothetically, right, where both sides got their rebuttal. They both know they're much deeper in it than you and I discussing it here on the huge show across Michigan. And they may and his attorneys may tell Mel, look, take this and let's just be done with it. You'll be able to resign instead of be fired. Right. There could be some you know formal announcement and you move on. The state needs this to end. This can't. What are we in? Is this week three now, I think? Week three of it? You can't keep this going. And the hearing at least isn't scheduled until October. But even if Tucker would settle with Michigan State, you still have the Tracy side of this in that scheduled hearing. That complicates things. It seems hard to believe a deal could come together between Michigan State and Mel Tucker this quickly. But it is not out of the realm of possibility. The complicating factor being Brenda Tracy has this complaint against Mel Tucker. The Title IX complaint, right? Yeah. That is related but somewhat separate. It has its own time span uh, and and process, and she's not going to settle. Or I, If she was going to settle, she would have done it by now. She said, I'm not going to sell out survivors. I would be not true to the cause if I did that. So I think that complicates getting a nice little package that makes this whole thing go away. If this was just about... Tucker and the university at odds, they'd already have a deal done and they would have moved on. It would be a lot easier. Yeah. And then Tracy, not only with the Title IX complaint, but now with what she's alleged in the Jones Day law firm investigation that if her name was leaked by somebody from Michigan State, they're gonna that's gonna be a huge hit in court or a settlement. Well, I think uh, you it's certainly from a PR perspective, it looks bad, and I don't know what any kind of teeth there are in the privacy provisions of Title IX. It really looks bad. I don't know if there's any legal recourse, but you know, Mel Tucker in his letter did a decent job of saying, hey, I complained about leaks back in August. I said you need to do something about information getting out to reporters. You did nothing. And then when Brenda Tracy said you leaked, you decided to hire a law firm to investigate. And I thought that that was one of the best points he made in his letter. And one note, when I also read that, that if he knew about leaks and other people did at MSU, how'd they let him keep coaching? That, to me, is the, I'm not going to say it's a $100 million question because he's only owed $79 million, but that's a $79 million question. That if there were leaks, even if they're against Title IX or privacy provisions, David, and you're a lawyer, you're Alan Haller, and you never erred on the side of caution. Well, look, they didn't. And at the very minimum, somebody should have said, this is not going to stay private. The media is going to get a hold of this on their time frame, not ours, no matter, no matter what we do, even if we follow everything. People talk. A lot of people were talked to during the investigation. It's human nature when you're talking about people this prominent. They should have had a plan for this coming, going public before they wanted it to. And one of those pieces could have been, we should suspend them now. 
And we should lead with the story and frame it ourselves instead of responding. And the way they could have framed it, and that framing means not being false in any way. You're, you're, you're portraying it to the media. That if you're Mel Tucker and you would have moved first on this story and you would have said that Brenda Tracy and you had a relationship, it was private, she's claiming this, he had the right through Title IX, either party can, right, with the First Amendment, where he could have released it. State would then would have said, we're going to suspend Mel until we get through the hearing. If he's exonerated, uh, he could be back depending on what's found. Now, through what was released, that's where they have the public ridicule, the firing with cause. So Mel Tucker, when I hear, was worried about leaks, it sounded like he really feared this story getting out before the football season began. I think that's exactly right. And another point he made in his letter, which was, look, the public ridicule and contempt came from Brenda Tracy leaking this or going to the press and by Michigan State not doing a good job of containing this. That's why there's all this public contempt. If Jones Day, which the law firm was hired by MSU, David, if they find that someone at Michigan State did leak it, that that strengthens the lawsuit side of things, I would think, for Mel Tucker. Because he, he never went public with it, right? Right. I think that would probably weigh in his favor in a civil lawsuit over whether he's owed he should be owed some part of that contract. So if, if Bull Rush... Sports, if, if a board of trustee right. who didn't right. knowingly didn't like his contract and wanted to get out of it, and that was their motivation, and there was an email or some call notes right. somewhere, which... I hope there isn't. There shouldn't be. But if there was, then th- that would that would bolster Mel Tucker's and that's case. Why, and but also on the flip side, that's why he didn't come out when the leaks were there because that information he's probably talking to his you know agent uh, slash lawyer like yourself saying we can't do this. They could fire you with what would get out there at least what they had right. from that report. So you know if, if you're if if Bull Rush Sports you as a lawyer as a certified NFL PA agent, if they had you in-house and said, David, we want you to guide us here out of this right now, what would you recommend to Michigan State? That would be the best course of transparent action that you think could move this thing, not completely off the media radar, but start moving it forward where it drifts back. I think... You have to try to make some kind of deal with Mel Tucker as soon as you can, within reason. And I, I think you maybe you maybe try to do something with Brenda Tracy, but that's unlikely to bear fruit. She's probably going to want that hearing to go forward. Yeah, and she never settled with Mel Tucker when reportedly he was offering uh, early February, March of 2023. Correct. Um, so I, I think they should just release everything they have that they can. Any, anything You're that about they, paperwork, emails. Yes, anything, anything that they. If there's some reason they can't do it, then they should explain exactly why they can't release certain things. But they ought to just do a document dump. They ought to have a press conference where they answer any and every question until everybody's done. Uh, and I think that's it. Then let the hearing take its course. If they can't get anybody to settle that, attempt to settle with Mel Tucker. Uh, if you can't do that, then he's going to sue you. But I would air on the side of disclosure. And the one thing about Tracy that getting a deal done with her isn't as easy as you said earlier that she's not going to settle because then she doesn't look like 
uh, the rock for survivors, right? Yeah, I think she would. Number one, I don't think she genuinely believes that she should settle. But yes, if she did, she would certainly lose some credibility with her message that, you know, we need to set the expectation. We're not going to be bought off. We have to get this out in the public eye, not sweep it under the rug. And that's why the fear at Michigan State would be Brenda Tracy filing a civil suit against Michigan State and having that thing ending up in court again. And for for an ongoing thing where they're not going to settle and, and ask a jury. But again, when you read what's going on with Tracy, a lot of people feel that it was a personal relationship and even the private FaceTime and other things, they're like they're two consenting adults, right? There was some level of relationship there. and that, even, That's what I'm, I'm yeah. saying. I've heard it from everybody. They all, everyone's talking about this everywhere you go in the state of Michigan. My friends from out of state, everybody is talking about this. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> that's for sure. No, no. And, and everyone has an opinion because really I, I, I say this. When, when, when we break down Tracy, Mel Tucker, 37 minutes on the phone, all this conversation, I, I get it. I'm not taking sides. But what I believe Michigan State has and why they've held their ground on this and why they sent out that letter of intent to fire, that there has to be more here connected to Mel Tucker while the head coach at Michigan State. There has to be more. There, there has to be other things they have. Proof, because you need proof in the legal world, which a lot of people would be shocked by, that there has to be more to this story. Not, not Tracy, but more to the Mel Tucker tenure at MSU. It's possible, and there's speculation about that, but you know, there's nothing verified. And Well, right now, nothing's verified because it's he said, she said between Tracy and Tucker yeah, on, but, on that story. But right? I mean about any other rumors that are out there. But, you know, what he did, I think MSU's in fairly solid ground here that within the four corners of the contract that that behavior was arguably very unprofessional, uh, arguably moral turpitude, and very clearly bought ridicule, contempt, and embarrassment to the university. And those are the triggers for a four-cause termination. And that's from his contract. Yeah, and that's not a moral judgment. I, I, I just think that they were within their rights to fire him for what he admitted to. And that's, why, and that's what was in the letter of intent. And, yes. they, and they cited examples, right? Yes. And he came back, and he calls it flimsy or... It's, you know, not the right thing to do, but he didn't provide any evidence to say this is this is why MSU is wrong. Well, look, here's what it boils down to. Was he acting in some level in his official capacity and using his influence as someone who had control over this contractor about whether she ever, you know, fulfilled her contract or made another appearance at Michigan State? Was he acting in an official capacity over somebody he had authority or was it purely private, off the clock, nothing to do with Michigan State? That's the dividing line. Is that the legal argument? Well, I think when you boil this all down, what do you believe? Purely private, consensual behavior, off the clock, or did he have authority over her, an undue influence, so it was official behavior? And that's what the hearing is in October because of the he said, she said. No evidence presented. It will be really judging the credibility of both parties in that in that Title IX hearing. Am I correct? I agree. Credibility is going to turn on this. But you know, the funny thing is, neither one of them deny that this incident on the phone happened. 
and that the basic facts are not in dispute, but she's saying it was unwanted and he was saying it was consensual. So yes, from that perspective, there's a credibility question. And even with Tracy releasing that to the USA Today reporter, it's still public ridicule. It's still moral turpitude. It's still under those lines of just cause for firing. That's what you're saying, right? Even even because she released it. It wasn't Mel Tucker. It, it wasn't done at Spartan Stadium or on the sidelines at a football game. She released it, but it still checked all those boxes for cause for MSU to fire Tucker. It's behavior that he admitted to in the official investigation, period. And I think it qualifies for termination under the four corners of the contract, period. As a lawyer, going, going back to when the investigator, Title IX investigators talk, hindsight is something we do on the show connected to sports daily, and we do it in our lives. When Mel Tucker was being interviewed, knowing there would be a hearing later, at that time, should he have just said, I'm taking the fifth, I'm not talking? Well, hindsight's 2020. But, but as a, I'm just asking you right now in the hindsight. Would it, if he never would have said anything, and she would have claimed this, and Mel Tucker never admitted to it, would there still be the grounds for the just cause? If, if the woman claimed it, but Mel Tucker never corroborated it and admitted to it. Well, look, I, I don't think that would have been a good course of action. It wasn't criminal. And, uh, it wasn't a criminal nature. And you so want to be transparent and be upfront, right? He, and he had no Fifth Amendment rights there, but he didn't have to cooperate. Uh, but if he didn't cooperate and didn't admit to anything or, or stonewalled completely, I think a report would have come out that only told her side of the story, and it would have been he'd been in the same place. He, he at What's least, he hiding, right? It would have been the flip side. Why, why, why did he take the Fifth? Or just say no comment. Well, they'd, they'd almost have to take her version, unless they thought she was completely non-credible and a lunatic, you'd have an investigative report that just has her version of events. So what, I guess it would be him admitting to it what she said, because, and we discussed this, but I don't know if, if you answer this exact question. And David Gregory, by the way, is a lawyer, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports uh, that management firm is based uh, here on the west side of the state. They target Michigan players and coaches. So for that hearing to be, and you brought this up before, for that hearing to be scheduled, there had to be what again? There had, had to be uh, a subject matter covered by Title IX and or credibility was a major issue in whether or not a violation occurred. So credibility, whether or not you believe he said, she said. Right? Correct. Was it wanted or unwanted? Was it consensual or non-consensual? And the first part of it was if there was... If it was a subject matter covered by Title IX... Which it is, right? Yes. yes. Some, MSU has said at times, this is actually not Title IX, it's only their relationship and domestic violence policy. little unclear on that, but doesn't really matter in a sense because Title IX and the RSVM policy is dealt with the exact same way at Michigan State. And Michigan State really is, they're looking at how he violated his contract, not that he was convicted of violating a Title IX law. Right. right? Their, their termination clearly said, this is about the contract, this is about behavior you admitted to, and we don't need to wait for the hearing. Because there's a different standard of proof and a violation, if you will, in the Title IX process than there is in his contract.
Now, I think Mel Tucker and his representation has made the best argument that they possibly can, which is this was off the clock. This was relationship. This was private and consensual. This had nothing to do with my duties as a Michigan State employee. Is there anything outside of not getting involved with Ms. Tracy, is there anything Mel Tucker could have done from a legal standpoint that wouldn't have him in this situation of being canned? I can't think of anything legally that he did wrong here. I think it's the behavior itself was inherently risky and ill-advised. Well put, David Gregory. Uh, he is a lawyer, sports agent, Bull Rush, NFL PA certified sports agent, Bull Rush, sports based in West Michigan. They target uh, state of Michigan players and coaches in studio. Uh, we should get that news tonight or first thing in the morning that Mel Tucker has been let go as a Michigan State football coach unless there's a change in direction in the story. And again, with this, nothing would surprise me. Uh, David, stick around for one final segment. Uh, if you want to join in, your thoughts and comments, easiest way, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soarin' Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. You can watch the Lions and the Packers Thursday night inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, Michigan's live sports betting destination. Lions get that win and they went on the road on two Thursdays at Kansas City at Green Bay on printing playoff tickets. As long as they don't have to go through San Francisco. Maybe Philly. Hey, how about Kelsey and Swift? And I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. I'm talking about (laughs) the ex-Lion Swift and Travis Kelsey's brother. Wow. DeAndre, look at him tearing it up. I'm not going to go down that path that the Lions didn't use him the right way with that great offensive line. I'm not going there. I'm in a good place right now with the Lions win. And they got Jameer Gibbs. I'll say this. If they would have kept Swift, they never would have drafted Jameer. And he's a completely different player. His speed. And, and think about this. When they get... Jamison Williams back, and they can stretch the field. You want to see what Miami's doing? There's only one other receiver in the game that can do what Tyreek Hill is doing. Not as well, but the potential to do it. And they're going to send J-Mo deep and underneath Laporta and Gibbs out of the backfield. When Jamison is back in the lineup, and if he's healthy, they will increase their scoring by at least 10 a game. NFL to say 14-21, you're asking too much. But I'm telling you, when he's running deep and it's underneath, and you got to run two dudes with him, you got to get a safety behind him. And how about the Chicago Bears? I want to salute them. Pro Football Talks, Week Four, going into Week Four Power Poll, the Bears are the worst team, number thirty-two, even below the Broncos, who gave up seventy. Wow, David Gregory is an NFL certified. NFL PA, sports agent, lawyer, Bull Rush Sports Management in studio talking about the Mel Tucker situation legally, uh, where he goes now in the future, when when does it end? 
I want to get your thoughts on the Lions in a moment, but first, when when do you think all of the legal stuff connected to this Mel Tucker story will be over and people won't read about it on Twitter, Facebook, hear it on the radio, or see it on TV? How much longer? Second quarter of 2024. Wow. I think personally, again, you played football at Northern Michigan. The one thing that a lot of people aren't looking at, and we'll see how many red shirts, how many transfer portal players go when the termination is announced. Switching systems again that quickly. This is almost a self-imposed five-year death penalty, I think. It's tough, and you alluded to it earlier. Graham Couch did as well. I mean, it is actually a very attractive job. MSU is top 20 in attendance, top 20 in revenue, and they're in the Big Ten. So why didn't they lure a coach the last time it had to set on Tucker? Was it too close to signing that? I think the timing was just yeah. absolutely terrible. But let me say this. Their, their leadership problems at Michigan State, the culture problems at Michigan State, the, the constant self-inflicted you know, gunshot wounds, you know, that's why Luke Fickle didn't come. His wife didn't want to come here because everything seems, you know, a little secular, a, a little shaky uh, at MSU. There's, right. there's always turmoil, so they don't have a president. They're not. They're probably not going to have a president during the time frame in which they're going to hire a new coach. And so, who's going to hire the coach if Alan Haller is getting heat for not making the right moves with Tucker, and you got an interim president in Woodruff? You, you're going to put it in the hands of that board of trustees and a new president's. You, you you got to really seriously consider whether a new president might clean house with the athletic director. So a good Do you hire the president first and then the football coach? That would be ideal, but I don't know if that's doable. Uh, just given the overlapping Unless there's time frames. a president out there that feels, you know what, I can be that guy or woman who can do that. Yeah, I, I, but I think it sounds like the presidential search and potential hiring is a little behind the coach. And then a new president, I mean, you, there's going to be serious consideration to well, the, get if, rid of Alan Haller. If you're predicting the legal side of this isn't until first quarter of 2024, they can't wait on a coach that long. No. Right? No, they can't wait on a coach. I mean, but there's going to be a lawsuit between Tucker and the university. They'll be in, in a, the appeal process Who knows about a lawsuit hearing. with Tracy? Right. Uh, yeah, maybe a lawsuit by you know uh, Brenda Tracy. I, I don't think it's going to get wrapped up anytime soon in a in neat bow. But again, the real problem is they don't have a president. They have a meddlesome board of trustees. You have an athletic director whose future is uncertain. So people who might otherwise consider the job probably won't. And you have a transfer portal 30-day period. You have the transfer uh, portal at the end of the season. You have, as I think Jim Comperoni said, 10 to 11 Possible red shirts still out there. Wow, crazy. All right, before I let you go, prediction, your Packers taking on the Lions. You went to Northern Michigan. You grew up Sutton's Bay. You used to swim across the Grand Traverse Bay to school. Didn't have buses back then. No indoor plumbing. Just you were in a big fishing community. It's kind of like a northeastern story, but it's in Northern Michigan. Uh, what happens Thursday night at Lambeau? Packers last second field goal. Great game. It'll you know be a what? great game. I expected him to pick the Packers. I did. And I'm starting to get really irritated with people, not not in Houghton, Hancock, or Calumet, where the huge show is heard on AM 920 and 107.3. But maybe if I go, I'll block out that. That's like the huge free zone. But the rest of 
the bandwagon UP fans are bothering me right now. Hey, look, if the game was in Ford Field, I would go with the Lions. You sure you don't want to jump back into politics? <laughs> no, I don't want anything to do with it. Okay, thank you. David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent, Bull Rush Sports. Follow them on Twitter. Also, he targets Michigan athletes and Michigan coaches. If you want to find out more, maybe you're chasing a dream or you're a father, mother, a family looking for someone uh, you can trust as an agent and a representation of what you want as a family and as an individual for your kid moving forward. Uh, just Google Bull Rush Sports or on Twitter search Bull Rush Sports. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature shots, and Roots' legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. David Gregory, the lawyer, sports agent from Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan. They target and represent Michigan athletes, Michigan coaches, NIL deals. How good is he when it comes to breaking down the legal side? He's a lawyer. His three in-studio appearances have been some of the best work I've ever had from any attorney in studio since I began this journey 32 years ago. Oh, Superfly, you know what we forgot to? Completely let it go. Didn't even because it was on a weekend. My 22nd anniversary on in Michigan. When was the 23rd? Was that Friday? Or was it Saturday? It was Saturday. So we didn't even celebrate 22 years with the huge show across Michigan. It was on a Saturday. Oh, I was celebrating. I was at Tullymore. Thank you, Matt Golden. I was there with Mark Rasmussen, Mike Freddy Couples, and Rick. Sprain your neck watching him pitch more. 22 years. I didn't even mention on Facebook. That has nothing to do with an 80-degree day and enjoying St. Eyes and Tullymore. A ton of Budweiser's and a lot of Mick Ultra. 22 years. The huge show across Michigan. Thank you to our longtime marketing partners. Uh, Superfly, you've been with me now, what is it, five? Five years. Man, that was a quick five years. It wasn't, you've done an incredible job. I know I might have not felt that way at 255, but I do right now. You do good work. You're a good kid. Now, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on The Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. In Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoarinEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoarinEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another hour together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to our free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. 
Inside this hour, former Major Leaguer John Vanderwall, he calls West Michigan home. We'll talk about the end of Miguel Cabrera's career in Detroit. Where does he rank on the greatest Tigers of all time? What about the new hockey assistant GM who becomes the Tigers GM? Mr. Greenberg conversation coming up. How about the playoffs? What about the Tigers next spring? What about the young guys down on the farm? Vandy will answer every baseball question inside this hour. If you have a comment on the Tigers, MLB, the new GM, you can drop those. I'm Miguel Cabrera, too. Our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day, where does Miguel rank on your all-time Tiger list? Think about that one. You can answer on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE-MERCANTILE BANK with locations all across Michigan. JV, uh, end of an era, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, You look at him with reverence. Was he the greatest Tiger ever? I mean, where, where do you put him for a guy that grew up in Hudsonville here on the west side of the state? He didn't win a World Series, so he's behind Al Kaline for sure. Behind Al Kaline, yeah, absolutely. So you have him uh, behind Al. Yeah, Denny McLean, Al, you know, Al Kaline, Denny McLean, maybe Miguel then, but I mean, they had some great, great runs. But yeah, I mean, probably three, three, four, three, four. Yeah, top five. I, I think if you went with hitters, it would be Al, then Miguel. Uh, if you went with pitchers, you got McLean, you got Lolich, old school. Uh, I love Mark the Bird Fedrich just for uh, yeah my, he's oh man I, he wasn't one of the greatest pitcher but what he brought to the game and like was it nineteen seventy six yeah the Monday night ba- remember Monday night oh, baseball oh t- the old Tiger Stadium yeah just a rock and then you had 000. Fernando Mania right around that time yep. too didn't you with the yep. Dodgers Fernando Valenzuela yeah the the characters in baseball it was different it was awesome back then you know that's when you had forty you watched maybe forty games a year you could watch the Tigers and it was a treat when they were on. During the, during the week, and it always seemed to be like Texas at an eight thirty game, eight thirty start in the summertime. But it was always a treat to watch the Tigers a Saturday game, a Sunday game. Now you know it's every day you watch them. But I'm back then it was it was special. Well, what made Miguel special from from a guy that's played in the big leagues and you've been around Bonds and Jeter and uh, played with a lot of awesome talent? Uh, what made Miguel Cabrera special? He could hit the ball to all fields. He could hit the fastball. He could hit the off speed. Uh, I mean, he was so he was such a phenomenal player back in the day. When he won the triple crown, he had the power. Average. He drove. He drove guys in. Uh, he could play a pretty good first base. He did it all. And you know, it's unfortunate. We all get old, and his body broke down. And you know, he looks pretty old now. But. Uh, he had a heck of a career, and uh, you tip your hat to a guy like that who's going to be in the Hall of Fame and a well-deserving Hall of Fame. He's got a World Series with the Marlins. Uh, the, the guy did it all. Yeah, uh, he you know, always had a smile, seeing you know, the appreciation that he got from all the teams on the way out, right? How, how about yeah. the, the, oh, the, yeah, the Oakland A's look like they ran down to the party store and someone forgot to bring a gift to the party, right? Did they get him like well, a, a cheap bottle of booze? Oh, well, I think it was a $90 bottle of wine I saw. But. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I, maybe they just should have gave him, a, you know, a hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy or something. I, I don't know. Who brought Miguel's gift? I someone go to I heard, the stock I heard Miguel shop. like PlayStation games. Maybe they should have got him. He might to get one free at Best Buy. Hey, I don't know, but we get him a ninety dollar. That, that $90 I know that's kind of it. well. I mean, the the A's are tacky, and, it, and I would lay money on it. That the clubhouses at the Oakland Coliseum, if I walked in, it would look the same as when I was back there. I think the last time I was there was like 2003. Are they set to move to Vegas? Has that been formally approved? They better because that place is. A I think they're job. waiting on financing for a stadium. Right? I, th- I think they got it already. Yeah, so I think they're. They're they're ready to it, move that place to Vegas. A dump. It, it's horrible. But they don't need two teams in the Bay Area. They don't. They don't. Yeah, the Giants are you know just a. A, a perfect location for the ballpark. They, don't, they well, represent, you know, the Bay Area with San Francisco on their jerseys. They don't need two teams. They do not need new two two teams, and Oakland doesn't need. It's to like leave. it's like L.A. I do the Dodgers are so entrenched there, but there's nowhere left to move. Really, if if, if you fill up Vegas and you're going to expand now, uh, you, you'd be better off if you're the Angels going to Mexico City. But I don't know if there's enough money to. Support you there. I wouldn't. Right? I wouldn't want to play there. Right. So I'm, I'm talking American cities. What's left? Oklahoma City, maybe Nashville, maybe. Yeah, Nashville, Oklahoma City, Charlotte, possibly. Right. You know, I know Montreal always wants a team back, but they've already shown that they can't support a team. So yeah, it's a tough gig for the Angels. They need to move, but it's not going to happen. What about Otani now having the surgery, clearing out the locker? I mean, He's which gone. happens when guys are done for the year? Well, the funny thing is, is you had two of the top players in the game of baseball on that team for how many years? Trout and Otani, and they were always near the near the bottom. It, it, it's amazing. So how do you, how do you build a winner? Is it by getting the best hitter or two hitters you can find, or is it by getting the best two pitchers you can find? I think it, it all starts with the pitching and defense. I mean, that's where everything starts. Obviously, you had two of the best hitters in the game. But, I mean, when does when does Trout play a full year? Because he plays hard. He goes hard. He well, goes hard okay. in, in the outfield. He goes well, hard then on maybe the he shouldn't bases. go as hard on the outfield and bases. Well, maybe Otani, you know, think about the Angels not trading him and what they could have got for him. I don't know if they could have got a lot of th- lot for him. I, I, everyone because someone thinks, knew they were going to have to pay him, you know, half a billion, six hundred. You know, you everyone million. thinks that you get to the trade deadline and you're going to get all, you're going to get this tremendous package from somebody. It's tough. I mean, people will take on the salary, uh, but to go and give top notch players for you know a month and a half or two months of rental, I don't care who it is. That's that's a tough get for a team that that buys that service. It's just it's a very very tough. It's a tough get. I mean, you look at Rodriguez, and I think there were. The, we already talked about there was oh, Alex more Rodriguez. I mean, the Rodriguez in Detroit, the pitcher. Uh, yeah, no one wanted him. Nobody wanted him, so they got stuck with him. And in he would have been viable for a lot of a lot of teams. And you don't think the you said last time we were together a couple weeks ago, you don't think the Tigers are going to give him a long term deal? I they not. already would have done it, right? I think they are right after they kept him. Could no be wrong, but I just think that when all this was going on. In July, they would said, "Hey, let's get this worked out right now, and so we don't have to go through. Um, we don't have to go through any of this." And they didn't do it, and they're still not doing it. And you don't hear anything about, "Hey, man, we you know you hear it's like, hey, he's a really good pitcher, and we like what he did, but you don't hear anything about signing him." So I'm tending to think that they're just going to say, "Give him the Queen's wave," and say, "You either keep what we've given you, or bye bye." 
One thing back to Otani, when he was dealing on the mound and just raking with one of the best swings I've ever seen, was he the greatest player ever with what he was doing both ways when healthy? Yes. Yeah. No question. Yeah, so what, what's the future now? Does he give up pitching, you think, and just concentrate on hitting? No, he gonna, he'll he'll get that Tommy John. They'll fix him up like new. Is and, that the U-joint surgery? Yeah, it's in here somewhere. I got mine done. I blew mine out in San Francisco um, back in 2001. and How long did it take you to recover? I mean, it's, well, still, you're not a it's still. I mean, you're you know, a you, know I, you hit me near there last week with a golf ball, so I brought the aches and pains back, but... I actually um, hit you in the other shoulder, know, and yeah. you were on seven at Egypt Valley, <laughs> and you were out of view. And I was, I was, I had a downhill lie, and I just bladed. Uh, First time uh, ever been hitting a golf a course. A sixty-four Superfly is about forty yards off the uh, down in the valley, but I can see him, so I'm going to hit. I see a ball on the green, which was your second shot. And man, do I hate people who take seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me choke. And then, and then, so I see your ball, and I'm thinking, well, maybe you're out, you know. I mean, you, you kind of tell you are Vander Wall from Ottawa County. I'm thinking you're looking for golf balls or tees in well, the I'm woods. from Hudsonville. You know that. It's Ottawa I, County. I, I jump in dumpsters oh, for no. day-old bread sometimes. Oh, well, I know. I mean, <laughs> when you say you want to go out to lunch, I usually say I'm good. <laughs> so I, I look, I'm on the, I'm on the hill, going to have a really tough shot. And I see the ball. I think you're somewhere. I don't see you below. I played it, and I go, man. All of a sudden, I look to Superfly. He goes, you hit him. <laughs> and you yeah, come you up. Did. Now, my first thought was, and I'm serious, I was thinking this. What if I took your eye out? Like your great left eye, dominant left eye that made you a great baseball player. He gone. And I, he's gone. And then, and then I thought, for a gift, I'd get you a patch that looked like a golf <laughs> you know i was worried about you hitting me in the chops after i was laughing because it didn't it wasn't like like if you vin scullied it so it wasn't like you hit it real hard because i mean it hit me and and it just dropped but i was thinking if i had got that in the mouth i left a mark what if you would have walked up and, and let's here's say, the golf ball by the way what if you would have uh, walked up and had like chipped teeth and you're bleeding yeah that would have that would have been mad you would have said, how'd you, how did why'd you? I'd, I'd have been in the shock mode because you probably would have hit a nerve and the nerve would have been flaring and I'd had to try to fight a dentist. And But we're yeah, in the middle of a match, so you got to finish out till nine. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if that would have happened. You're chewing on a towel. And you know what? You wouldn't have got your Gatorade and peanuts the next hole. So. Oh, that's uh, right. Hold on. When the, the beautiful Allie, the cart girl from Egypt Valley, just flat out supermodelish, she pulls up and I, because I, it's a country club, you, you can't, no cash. And I go, hey, can I get a, a Gatorade? And he goes, Sh- sure. And he said, that was like, he kind of paused. And I go, can I get a Diet Pepsi too? And he's like, okay. And I go, how about some M&M peanuts? And he's like, is this a game show? <laughs> he, he see, I almost threw like 20 bucks at him. And then Ellie was like 22 looking at me at 62, and I said, hey, take your eyes off the prize. Yeah. There so you I had to do that, and Superfly was like, he, he ripcords usually around hole seven. He's done. Yep. He's ready to go. So thank you for the invite out there. Yeah, it was awesome. Sorry for almost killing you. you your golf swing. Get you out there again. And yesterday at the Special Olympics golf outing. Yep. At uh, Railside. Beautiful place. Actually, that would have been, yeah, that would have been Monday at the Railside. Yep. There we go. All right. Uh 
John Van Wall in studio <laughs> joining us, talking some baseball here on the If you have a comment on our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day, where does Miguel Cabrera rank on your all-time Tiger list? Uh, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line when 866-838-4843. That's when 866 866- Uh, 838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Next segment, I do want to get to the new GM uh, who was hired. want to get your thoughts about that new GM. He comes in as an analytics guy, worked with Harris and Theo Epstein, was with the Chicago Blackhawks, which is weird for someone to take a hockey assistant GM and make them their GM, but you know the business. We'll talk about that coming up. Also, comments on the Tigers, on Miguel, on the MLB playoffs, on Jeff Greenberg, the new GM of the Tigers, Ad Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. This week is not about the Tigers' opponents, the Royals nor the Guardians, but about what the Tigers have had in Miguel Cabrera. A lot has been made of his recent ailments, his back, bicep, knee, and hamstring injuries, to name a few. But I don't think enough has been said about his durability. He embarks on this final week of his 21st and final Major League season. He will play in his 2,793rd game of his career tonight, one away from tying the great Honus Wagner for 25th all-time. The only Tigers to play more games were Ty Cobb and Al Kaline. Just another feather in the Hall of Fame cap of Miguel Cabrera. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's a CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay-and-play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay-and-play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with bowling for bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer in studio, former major leaguer John Vanderwall, one of our Tigers MLB insiders, talking uh, Tiger baseball. If you have a comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843 at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Okay, so I saw the headline uh, last week, Tiger sign assistant, Blackhawks GM. And I'm thinking, okay, guy has to be an analytics genius. Harris wants him. I was serving as president slash GM, wasn't going to do both roles. Uh, When you heard about the hiring of Jeff Greenberg as GM of the Tigers, what were your first thoughts? Just like it is in any, excuse me, in anything. It's who you know. Who are your friends? Who you grew up with? He grew up with them in Chicago with the Theo, you know, the Theo, the Theo clan, and he's just got another job. Is basically what it is. I don't know. I think you, the analytics thing is a is a good guess that he's pretty good at that stuff. But it's more of I'm comfortable with you because I've worked with you in the past. So I mean, it's well, he said for that because I wondered what he was doing. So I talked to my guy Lou down in Chicago, and he said that. He set up really analytics on games, on mm. prospects, on current roster players, on their minor league system, that he would set up a, a system where if you need something on this guy, which I think sometimes they overuse it too much today. You agree oh, they do, disagree? without a doubt. They, there's too much analytics. You know, I mean, you can basically, this is what the Tigers were. The Tigers were not a very good team this year. They were 22 games under 500 on teams that were that were over that have a record over 500. They won what they win like 30 games. They're the third worst team in a number of wins with teams over 500. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he needs a lot. I guess it needs a lot of analytical stuff. He's got to put his software together and his his thing and and uh, I guess have his worth. But you know they did that in Arizona. They did it in Houston, where they have a president, and they bring in another guy, another puppet figure to be the GM. Why they do that, I have no idea. It, but that's what they're doing now. So he'll do his analytic gig, and I guess he's the one who's going to field the comments now. He's he's going to make the statements. I don't know, um, but it's just the good old Theo Boy Network, and he's part of it, and he's going to land another job here in Detroit. Tigers in their press release when they announced the hiring of Jeff Greenberg as the new GM said, quote, Greenberg played a key role in creating the systems and strategies that helped the Cubs scout and develop talent, leading to five postseason appearances, 
during his tenure, including the 2016 World Series championship. Well, was he also, I was scouting back then, and he might have been one of the guys getting Theo a bloody Mary in the, in the, uh, during spring training. You know, that's what these guys started at. Really? Yes. They all started as gophers. Go get this, go get that. All these guys did this for all these, uh, Ivy League guys. That's what they were. They'd have other guys come in. They all wear the same zip up coat. They all sit in the back in spring training. You know, and go get the Jimmy John's, you know, go get the uh, Chick-fil-A, go get all the stuff. So there were some good form, you know, he did a lot of stuff there. But I'm guaranteed that's where he started. They all have their little circle, and it's just coming coming full circle around. And now he's got a GM job, quote, GM job here in Detroit. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's. I don't. I honestly, I don't. I don't know why Scott Harris still isn't the GM because that's really what he's doing. It's just now you got another guy who can tell you can tell him what to say. I mean, I don't get it. So I do get your analytic stuff. He is probably going to do that. I'm looking at these numbers after four straight division titles from 2011 to 2014. The Tigers are now tied with the Angels for the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball. They lost 98 games in both 2017-2018 before bottoming out at 114 losses in 2019. After a 96-loss season last year, the Tigers are into the 70s uh, here to finish out the season. So we we talked a couple weeks ago about the improvement uh, in some of the deals that Harris made to get a Veerling, and uh, we didn't agree with Haas being let go, but... Uh, most of the things that Harris has done since he's taken over have worked. Yeah, I, on a small scale, I agree. They have they have worked, but here's the here's the ugly goat in the, in the room. Here is I think they go with elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like we'll goat go better. With the right ugly goat. All right, goat just came to mind. We'll go with the ugly goat. Hey guys. Hey, I know. Hey, I want to dress the team today. I know we got some issues, and I, I think the ugly goat in the room needs to be addressed. Well, I say goat because this is the greatest of all time worst division in baseball. If they were You're talking in, about the AL Central, oh yeah. So if the Tigers were in the AL East, they're down like twenty eight games. They right might now. be. They might be losing 100, 100 games this year. I mean that's the that is the difference right now. So I mean we're like, yeah, man, they did. They're such doing such a good job and all. And yeah, they did, but they played against the there could be three teams in the American League that lose 100 ball games. And two of them are in the Central. I mean, th- you look at their wins. Yeah, they are in 73 and they did the great improvement from last year and th- there are improvements, but the quality of play they played this year was not was not good. Overall was not good. So I, I But isn't that a quicker path to being in contention though, at least right now for the Central, which absolutely. means you try and get to the postseason, right? Absolutely. If you go spend some money, you you could win this. You could spend win. Spend money game. where? Where where, where should Harris and Greenberg spend the money? Pitching. You gotta have pitching. So if it's not gonna be a deal for Erod, you just go out and get you gotta get two or three you gotta free get agent two, starters. At least right? two starters. You, you don't have they do not have the pitching to win this thing. You're 22 games under 500 with 16 coaches. You know they have 16 coaches on that staff in the big leagues. There's six. Big leagues. Now, you're not including minor leagues. No, it's just on the 16 
coach is. Is that normal? It is now. I was looking the other day. I'm going. I'm looking through these rosters of the of the coaching staff. Six, almost as many players. As you almost need a separate bus for the coaches. You do. You do. Separate plane. Well, there. I think somebody's got to dress. The plane. Someone's got to dress the ugly goat in the room <laughs> when it comes to sixteen coaches. That is an ugly goat. I, but I'm, I'm thinking, oh, how do you need sixteen oh, coaches? Oh, dude, uh, we're, we're gonna. I got to find an ugly looking goat that. Uh, whenever you're going to be on the show, we're going to dress the ugly goat in the room, which is blank. Are you are you going to have that ugly goat head when I walk in, just like in Saturday no, night football I've college ugly, game day? Ugly goat. We're going to the ugly goat, right? Guys, hey, you know what? There's, I, I don't mean to buy it good talk, but someone's got to dress the ugly goat in the room. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, they've yeah, it's just their pitching is is very similar to what they were last year. They competed. Because because the excuse me the hitting is getting better, but it's still on a lot of these teams is still horrid. So I'm worried that people are going to think that this team is on the rise and they got they're going to play off contention next year. The only way they do that is they got to go out and get two or three starters, and uh, then they have a possibility. Because they do, I do like the way they swing the bats, and. To me, bullpens are a dime a dozen. They'll, they'll be able to shape up a, a bullpen. The Alex Lang guy is is as I didn't really care for him in the beginning of the year, um, but they do have, at least have they can fill that void up. It, but you do need your starters. Well, it'd be nice. He has Schoolboy really, and Reese Olson has shown flashes. But he not, really has. Really, I, I, I look like at you know he could I, be I, a fifth starter, right? Him. He could be the next like Spencer Turnbull type guy. He right? could be. I. I don't. I didn't give him quite enough credit. I've watched him a few times. Like he him. does have. He has some life on the fastball. Fiedo, I don't like. I think he's done. He's had his. Yeah, well, now they're trying to. They're trying to cups of coffee. Yes. Well, they're looking at two or three inning stints, and the only reason why I believe he's still hanging around is because he was a number one pick. Well, they get Mize so, back. That would be a big key, right? If he can come back from how it. many pitchers? Okay, you had your uh, you joined your Tommy John on your elbow. We're talking about Shohei. You you said Shohei will be back. When pitchers get that Tommy John surgery on one arm or the other, elbow, one elbow or the other, how how much do they come back from it compared to what they were? Well, I've I've heard that just your own experience around, being around. Guys. I heard it's pretty good. I heard the the guys can come back. They say they're stronger now because so, they kind of fix it and tighten the ligaments yeah. and everything. I'm not so a heard, doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Express yeah, the other day. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, we got to dress the ugly goat. In the yeah. <laughs> so if, yeah. you have, if you have school bowl and at least Reese Olsen, who knows with Mize, and you found a way to bring in three veteran starters, I, are you an AL Central contender next year for the For two starters, you need two starters, yes. Two stud starters. I, I would say, yeah, you are. But they got to be good ones. You can't guys that can win fifteen games. Yes, right? you got it. Yes, absolutely. Then win fifteen games minimum. You know, I, I don't even know. So what's Is the fifteen market? games the Cy Young now? I I don't know. I mean, so what? What? But in the marketplace, well, what's a guy who can win fifteen games going to be worth twenty five million a year? They got to spend some money. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the the fans of Detroit, we deserve it. I mean, you put us through this travesty the last seven straight of years. seasons under five hundred. Yeah, it's just it, it is. And what happened last year was completely ridiculous. Now they did redeem themselves somewhat, only because they were in the American League Central. But you know, he needs to go out and get two good pitchers. It, what I have the feeling is they believe that they believe they have the pitching to contend next year. And I've already said I don't. I 
that don't believe that. Oh, well, they're counting on Mize and they're counting on you know, and they uh, Manning Olson and Manning you know, and Fayeda, right? Or uh, you know, it would be Manning, Olson, Mize, Scooble, and then they go out and get another one. Yeah, did they just try that this year? And yeah, last they did. Year, it's not right? gonna work. I, it's just you know, Manning, and I love the kid when he was here in West Michigan. He's a great kid, but he can't stay healthy. Um, Green can't. Green's a really a big question mark for me. That kid can't stay healthy. In Riley fact, Green, he, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's pitching. got. He had the Tommy John on his non-throwing. How does that happen? Yeah, I don't. I mean, dun, 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 I don't know. I don't. Either. I don't know. I, I mean, that's crazy. That really is crazy. It's concerning. It's not even that we joke about it so much. It's that boy, this starts getting concerning when this kid, this second injury, second year, this kid can't stay healthy, and that 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 really that throws a question mark out there. But they're pitching still. Uh, Manning's not the Manning could be a four five guy. I mean Reese Olson. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment because I I do think that there could be something there. Um, Scooble's a three. You know, you go out and get a couple more guys. And Just a couple, a one and a two. You need to yes, go get. Yes, you right? do. It's like we we say this every year. You got to go get. You got to go spend well, the twenty five million. They, they did with Rodriguez, and then he went off the deep end in year one, and I thought he was. Very good this year. I thought he was a top ten pitcher in the league. He was in the first half without without yeah. question. He was. and again he got hurt too. So then come back to what after July or, or during July. So yes, I. But I have a feeling they're going to stick with their plan of they think that they have enough. And as a yeah, Tiger seven fan, straight you seasons under five hundred. I'm with you, brother. Seven. I am with you. You know, one note about Riley Green that if he doesn't come back as the same guy, does Parker Meadows push then for? You, you gotta know, be. You gotta one be. Of the outfield you gotta spots. be careful. I think. I think Parker's gonna be on the team next year anyway. They brought him up in August here, at late August. He's and he's actually done pretty well um, for the, the time that he has been here. But he's gonna be up here. There's, there's, there's no. To me, there's no question. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the outfielder, the center fielder here, and they're gonna have to give him time. So. You know, you hope that Riley Green comes, which I, I believe he'll be able to come back and he'll be in spring training. But it's just it's it just sucks that this kid can't stay healthy because I think he is a great player. I mean, you look at Torkelson. Torkelson's a tank. You, I was looking at stats the other day. Hundred, he's played in one hundred and fifty three games this year. One hundred fifty three. He he's the bright spot of the season. He really is. I, I in. He's mentally is a strong kid because of what they did to this kid, in, you know, last year. He had no no shot at being up here last year, and they they let him go through that debacle. and And he came out this year, and he is mentally tough. and I salute this kid because he's out there every game. One hundred fifty three games, he's out. He is he is the bright spot. He's had a heck of a year. Uh, he has shown that he belongs in the big leagues, and I look forward to watching the kid play. He's had a he's had a great year. I think Cole Keith may be ready to play third. Yeah, I mean, or or, or DH hit the brakes a little bit, bro. Well, or DH. Uh, you're gonna you're, you're not no. a big guy. Six two two eleven. He had two fifty in AAA this year. No. So what, 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 what's a number you see when a guy hits around he's 300? Gonna, he's going to start. Colt Tree's going to start next year in AAA and show that he can dominate that league. 256 for well, the second half. What's dominating AAA? Hitting 300? 300 with, yeah. He had like, I think he had like five bombs, six bombs. He got the, double digits on yeah, homers, right? Yeah, double digits. And, you gotta, I mean, and to me, that's what you got to do in the league. He hasn't done it yet. So, no, he's not He's not ready. I, I, don't, I don't believe that they will make uh, the most stupidest mistake they ever made in their life like they did last year bringing Torkelson up, but they're not going to do it again.
And so you're looking at Torque at first base. Rogers is the catcher. Stupidus, uh, that's a good word. I, I mean, uh, Andy Banez or McKinstry possibly at second. McKinstry did play well. Baez, you're going to be stuck with that deal. He's not going anywhere. Vierling at third base until Colt Keith is ready. Uh, Zach Short as a utility player. Akil Badu. Riley Green, if he comes back healthy. Well, Badu becomes a guy, odd man out in my with with Meadows. And Kerry Carpenter and right, and then you got then you got Parker Meadows may be the DH next year. Uh, Parker's going to play center field, so Riley Green could be a DH, and they keep him. They could, yeah, thing, and keep him away from getting hurt all the time, right? I never thought about that. See, I just thought about that. That's good. Uh, that no, was, that really is good. That, I, that, that really that was the ugly goat in the room, and I just was, brought it out. Just, we addressed you it. Just kicked that goat out. Look, I, you know what, hey, 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 Coach Vandy, I thought it was uh, the elephant in the room. No, this is the ugly goat in the room. This is the ugly goat in the room. See, they have options. Here, here's what I'll say: where I'm comfortable, they, they don't have ten all stars in the waiting, but there could be a couple who emerge. That I agree with you. If they can get a one and a two starter. And a couple of veteran arms who know how to close out an eighth or ninth inning. Yes. The AL Central is there for the taking. Absolutely, it is. Because the White Sox aren't going to spend money. The Royals aren't going to spend money. The Indians spent money. That didn't work out. And you have what? The Twins? Right. The Twins spent money, but they haven't played well. So, I mean, the Twins are sitting up there in Minneapolis going, <laughs> look at all these. We're not going to have to spend any right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't have to spend any money. Look at all these these fruitcakes behind us. We don't have to spend any money. So the the Central is there for the taking. And what wins championships? Pitching and defense. And timely hitting. Yeah. But, I mean, you, pitching and defense is what wins your games. And if you filled those two slots with a one and a two, and then you had Scooball as a three or a Reese Olsen or a, a Mize or coming Olsen back. Olsen four and then a, a Mize coming and back. Manning five. Or a Manning or a Mize. Yes. You know, who knows? Maybe Manning comes back as, uh, or a Mize comes back as Superman. I mean, okay, so that was the other thing that we got. We got gaslighted with Mize, too, because Mize was their first-round pick. He came and he threw really hard, but he had a hard off-speed pitch. That, that all that stuff worked in college and in, in the lower levels of the minor leagues. Actually, he got through the you know double A. He did okay too. But when you get to the big leagues, that that just doesn't that stuff doesn't work. And he got hammered. He got hammered all the time. He had some good starts, but he got hammered most of the time. Now, if they teach him how to how to pitch, I mean his his breaking ball is average at best. His fastball was flat at 96, 97, didn't have a lot of movement. So, again, he's probably a four, Resolson a five, Manning's, but they love Manning. Um, but you do need depth in the in the starting pitching. Like you, like we see it every year with Detroit, there's always two or three guys that go down. This is the second year you had two or three guys go down. So you always need that depth. So they'll have the depth, but if you want to win – or compete for the the AL Central, you have to go out and get two starters, no doubt. Amen. Me and John are on the same page, man. We've become golf partners. We're like yeah, best yeah. buddies. It's kind of like Step Brothers 3. Brad yeah. would, and Brad would be the adopted uh, third brother. Yes. So it'd be like the Step Triplets. He's just got to stand taller in his golf swing. Yeah, and sometimes you got to dress the ugly goat in the room if you yeah. want to really clear the air. Yeah, that's, I mean, we all we all do that for a living. That's right. Superfly Hayes, great producer. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, calls West Michigan home also. An assistant coach of the powerhouse Forest Hills Central Rangers. They take on undefeated East Grand Rapids. Austin Thornton's son, Carson Thornton, is one of their two stud QBs. 
Central coming off a crushing loss against a powerhouse Byron Center team. They went for the deuce to win it, and the dogs were barking. Woof, woof, they did. At Ranger great Stadium. Game. That was a good great, game, wasn't it? Was. It was. It was a great game. Yeah, you got Tim Rogers as an awesome coach, one of the best in the state. <laughs> yep, and the uh, Byron Center's football staff is awesome, too, so it was a great game. Why are you being really nice today? You okay? One of the, yeah, I am. Okay. Just one, of the, uh, one of the best high school football games I've ever, I've ever watched. Yeah, you texted me that and said that. That was that was cool, and then he also texted me and said, "Hey, we got to talk. I, there's a ugly goat in the room. <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about." I mean, Andy, good. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. It's always good. That was a really good baseball conversation, John Vanderwall. If you're ever going to Cooperstown in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, the most pinch hits in a single season in the history of the game. Little did Johnny know when Abner Doubleday picked up that. Baseball for the first time. That one day John Vanderwall from Hudsonville would be in the Hall of Fame immortalized with DiMaggio, with Ruth, with Cobb, with uh, who else? Mickey Mantle. Uh, is McGuire? No, they're not going to the Hall of Fame. So, so that's not happening. Did you see the picture of Sammy Sosa? I saw someone share that. He looked like Twitter. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I thought he did. I mean, I, I, there was a picture. I, I, I think looked, that's his. I don't know. That's about all I want to say about that. When we get old, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not throwing stones at glass houses. Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah. And we're not doing that. We're not. Like I said on the golf course the other day, I go, yeah, we we're watching videos from the old Mid Olympics, and I'm in my middle late twenties. I got a six pack, rock arms, and then all of a sudden, forty years later, I mean, a plate of macaroni and cheese, looking at that video, saying, "Whatever happened to the six pack?" And then my couples during our golf. Experience on Monday at the Special Olympics Dare to Dream outing said, Oh, it's still there. You just can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's underneath the. Whatever. Okay. Oh, oh excuse me, Mr. Olympia. Uh, I know you got to go get a workout in, Johnny. Good stuff today. Okay? Awesome stuff, brother. All right. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lagerbeer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. 
How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net and also remember our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Also, when you go to thehugeshow.net, you can... Enter weekly through the big game in February and try and beat my pro football picks. And if you do it just one week, you'll have a shot at $1,500 in cash, courtesy of Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. He's in charge of their GR office. They're based in Troy on the east side of the state. So every week until Sunday morning, now the Thursday night game is a freebie. That's with the Lions and the Packers. You can get your picks in by Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net and that $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, could be yours. $1,500, simple and easy. Get your picks in, share it with your friends. Thursday night game. It's always a freebie. People go, wait a minute, i got to get my picks in. Nope. Thursdays are a freebie, so we get everybody ready uh, to enter by Sunday morning. That is at uh, thehugeshow.net. And also there at thehugeshow.net, if you miss any show, Superfly Hayes puts together the all-night, all-day replay where all three hours repeat in their entirety starting every night at 6 p.m., Every three hours, the huge show replays until the next show airs. 
It's the all-night-all-day replay Superfly puts it together. He does a good job. Kid has a future as a producer in the business. Trust me, he's money, and he doesn't even know it. Big 